Hey guys, it's Maggie. I am here to do another content warning. Musically. Um, in case you can't hear music, in case you're one of those people who cannot hear music, I am here to do another content warning. I have synesthesia, but every sound is music. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are gonna have fun in this app. So we don't want to scare you away, but if you would rather not hear things about um control or like power dynamics in unhealthy relationships this is probably not the episode of this pod to you probably not there's tons of fun stuff in twilight so yeah just go to the next one go to the next one or go back to the last one just listen to the last one again yeah 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 yeah. and like still follow us on instagram (laughs) still kiss us on the cheeks if you want Um, but basically, if you've read Twilight, you know what we're talking about today. It's Edward's general vibe. It's a whole vibe. <laughs> so if you um, just would feel more comfortable not listening to it, don't. All right. On with the show. I love you. Oh, I love you. And I love you, listener. I love you. Specifically you. 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 My head was spinning at the rapid change in direction our conversation had taken. From the cheerful topic of my impending demise, we were suddenly declaring ourselves. He waited, and even though I looked down to study the hands between us, I knew his golden eyes were on me. You already know how I feel, of course, I finally said. I'm here, which roughly translated means I would rather die than stay away from you, I frowned. I'm an idiot. You are an idiot. (laughs) He agreed with a laugh. Our eyes met and I laughed too. We laughed together at the idiocy and sheer impossibility of such a moment. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb, he murmured. I looked away, hiding my eyes as I thrilled to the word. What a stupid lamb, I sighed. What a sick, masochistic lion. He stared into the shadowy forest for a long moment, and I wondered where his thoughts had taken him. Um, I wrote it as a high school student. Wow. That's why it sounds like it was written as a high school student. <laughs> um, welcome to Edward is a Vampire. My name is Chris. I'm Team Charlisle. My name is Maggie and I'm here. Oh, Maggie has um, been washing back and forth between teams. Yeah, I don't think it's been the same any week. I Here's the thing. I already, from reading this week, am back on my love of Alice as the greatest character in this book. Uh, I thought you were going to say of all time. The greatest, <laughs> one of the greatest literary characters of all we time. We have Othello. We have Joe from Little Women. And we have Alice Cullen. I mean, of all the characters to exalt from this novel, novel. Not novel only, only as um, a form of length, <laughs> not, as, not as anything else. Not as a quality distinction, right? Um, if, of any character, I would, I guess, I would pick Alice. Um, so my love, I ship Alice and wherever the world takes her, but I do ship Bella and Rosalie, they, and that comes up again. It comes up a lot week. in these chapters, and um, that w- <laughs> was fun. Um. They don't know this because it's a little behind the scenes tidbit, but by now, if you've listened to last week's episode, you heard that the first time I talked about Bella and Rosalie, the mic ignored me. The second time I talked about Bella and Rosalie, it did again. Our our audio equipment actively dislikes the discussion of Rosalie and Bella. My uh, mic equipment is actively biphobic. Actively? That's why in 2020... Um, microphones canceled. <laughs> Mike, all mics canceled. All mics. Yeah, I'm talking about you, 
Mike of Mike's Hard Lemonade. We I'm, know what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about you, Mike Tyson. I think he might already be canceled. <laughs> I, I don't know. He definitely was, ate someone's ear, right? Oh. I was and like, I feel like I've read about him being canceled before. Um, I was going to say Mike Wazowski. The oh. way he treats his 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 girlfriend with the No, he's snake going hair. through some stuff. I don't care what you're going through. You do not treat someone like that. No, he's really trying. And then his buddy shows up with a kid that he stole. What is what he's supposed to do? <laughs> okay. No he, he wants under a lot of stress. No canceling Mike Wazowski. Elizabeth Warren and Mike Wazowski ticket 2020. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> imagine any sort of political candidate doing like a side by side, like Space Jam esque video with, with Mike a Wazowski. Cartoon. Amazing! It's a bold vision that would uh, swing me. Um, here's an impression I would like to do. Okay. You haven't done any paperwork. <laughs> That was the impression every kid in 2005 loved to do. <laughs> Me too. Mike Wazowski. Oh, I, I did that too. People thought I was really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> people. Yeah, the other boys in my all boys school. I think you can call the hangers in your closets people. No. the your all, audience. The boys at the all boys school loved, loved me doing. doing the impression of a little girl. <laughs> They're like, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> That's how cool I was. I, in high school, also was famous for my baby voice that I could do. Do it now. I don't know if I still can. That's a that's a little lady. Little, little baby girl. Little baby. Um, but I also have an evil, an evil toddler laugh that I used to do. Ugh. Do you want to hear it? No, yeah, sure. I have to lean away from the mic because there's no way to make it quieter. Great. <clears throat> okay. All right. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, that's it. Oh, that's I it. I did that in a in a bit in middle school. Did you? Um, a short play. Did you do this laugh when you did <laughs> your maniacal serial killer message that you left in our home? <laughs> About this podcast? Chris, I'd like to pitch something to you. I would like to call the recap portion of the podcast Sparkle Notes. No, you can't pitch it like this. Chris, I'd like the people of the pod to know that this is the first time you're hearing this No, this is not it. Maggie, you can't lie to me. Tell the people how you originally pitched this. Okay, here is what happened. Once upon a time, it was 4 a.m. I don't know when. And I got up in the middle of the night because I had to pee. And I went into the bathroom, and while I was peeing, I thought of this excellent idea to call the recap in our podcast Sparkle Notes. It is good. I, I'm not, not saying that part's not good. And then, so I realized I did not have a pen, and I was like, how can I remember this idea? I didn't have my phone. I didn't have anything with me. It was the dark ages in there. I didn't even turn on the light. <laughs> wait, wait. I didn't have my glasses on. <laughs> stumbled into a dark bathroom. And so I was like, okay, maybe I could squirt out some toothpaste and write it on the mirror. <laughs> and then I imagined Chris finding that and he would not find it charming. I would hate it. So then I was like, okay, the best idea I can come up with best. is... To take Q-tips and break them apart, <laughs> to spell out in sticks, <laughs> sparkle notes on the top of the toilet. <laughs> I I will give you I will give you many points for the creativity of this. Thank you. I would I have was, instead just I said gifted. I would have instead repeated it to myself and then written it down on my phone when I got my phone. I, there was no telling if I would remember it at four a.m. We're gonna I'm gonna post this. Um, to the Instagram so people can see the insane message that <laughs> greeted us in the morning. Sparkle notes. Sparkle notes. Um, so yeah, in a second, we'll get to our newly named segment, Sparkle Notes. Let's call the people who listen to our podcast Sparklers. What if we call them Fangs? Like Fangs? Like Fangs, my favorite character from Riverdale. Yes, like Fangs, your favorite character from Riverdale, but also like Fans, but with a GS. Perfect. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Fans. Bye. Good. Oh. No, we're not done what? yet, Chris. Oh, man, I wanted to be done. No, oh. we're just getting started. Okay, I'm actually am excited to talk about Twilight this week. This week, we are finally getting to the topic you've all, all been, been waiting, waiting for. Is Edward inherently problematic? Is Edward? 
spooky. So we basically set aside the whole episode, except that we also have some really important math. We have some great content coming up for you. So spoiler alert for this chunk of Twilight, for all other Twilights. Mm -hmm. And for the rest of Twilight, because I have something to say. Oh, I'm excited for it. I'll just say it right now. Okay. Isn't it crazy how weird Edward is being about Alice when he talks to Bella? We know now, as people who have read these books, that the only big secret is that she has had a vision that eventually Bella will become a vampire. Yeah. And he's so unwilling. Bella will be a vampire and we will be back. Opulence. Smells good. Like throat. But makes me horny. I love it. My wife loves it. Good smelling cologne. From Edward. Smell like Edward. Mm-mm. I like chicken nuggets and fresh glass. Oh, right out in the smelter. Glass. Smell like nuggets and glass. Edward to Cologne. Chapter 13. Sparkle Notes. <laughs> Edward steps out into the sun. Oh shit, that boy sparkles. Edward shows Bella his true vampire powers by running around super fast, and he shows off his super strength by throwing a tree against another tree to shatter it. Edward again tries to impress upon Bella how dangerous he really is. She says, I'd rather die than stay away from you, hunky. Just like that. (laughs) They return back to the car via vampire super speed, which really makes Bella sick. They kiss and Bella goes fucking crazy. Claws at him, gas, pulls his hair. We're a step away from mounting here. It was too much. Chapter 14. Sparkle notes. Uh, Sparkle notes. (laughs) Edward gives Bella all the Cullen lore, how they became vampires, and like how they live together as vegetarians, as they call it. Edward tells Bella he's been spying on her every night and listening to her when she talks in her sleep. Bella and Edward then sneak into her room and chat all night and cuddle and snuggle. And Edward says, he's fallen in love. Chapter 15. Sparkle Notes. When Bella wakes up, Edward is still there. He watched her all night, baby. Bella then tells Edward that she loves him. Edward invites Bella to meet his family, and Bella gets all dolled up for the occasion. Long skirt, boring hair, (laughs) one me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bella then meets the Cullens at their house, which is gorgeous and in the woods. Um, Edward's parents, Alice and Jasper, all are supportive, but his other siblings are not quite on board yet. Edward plays. Um, For Bella, a song that he wrote, it moves her to sloppy tears. Then they go upstairs to talk with Carlisle, Edward's dad, who we've learned is 362 years old and the son of a pastor. Wow, can't wait to meet dad. That was Twilight this week. Sparkle Note! Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to Spin Doctor. Please save me from this. (laughs) In this segment, we will be talking about... This is insufferable. Christopher Walken, get off of the podcast. We will be (laughs) talking about... (laughs) We'll be talking about... Oh, Mickey Mouse, okay. Uh, (laughs) Maggie did her famous non-audio impression of Lot's wife turning into a pillar of salt. (laughs) By turning around, looking shocked, and then freezing. <laughs> thank you. That's good Thank content. you. Thank you. Please Oh, and subscribe. Hathaway at the Oscars. Thank you. Thank That's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please subscribe to my Patreon to see my, my impressions Patreon. It'll help me buy hats, In wigs, costumes, and um, an acting coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. What did you want to talk about, Maggie? I want to pitch spinoff ideas to each other. 
to each other. Okay, great. We'll and to the listeners who can vote. And then we'll produce. And we'll do it. We will go to Hollywood. We are Hollywood producers. We are big wigs. And we will go, we will knock on doors in Hollywood and say, are you in the business? Hey, you want a Twilight show? Here's one. What's Alice's deal? It'll be called Who's the Alice? It'll be like Who's the Boss? Oh, okay. It won't be like Who's the Boss? I want to know. This is serious. This is a serious segment. Yeah. You know how we have a spinoff that's just Twilight from Edward's point of view? Right. Right. That's an insane book because we just read four chapters of Twilight from Edward's point of view. Because it was mostly Edward talking. Yes. So um, what I would And also Edward can't read Bella's mind, which means it's just this. We get more information. Yeah. In this one. Yeah. So listen. Okay. I want it to be... In the Edward spinoff, what does he do? We just have to watch him watch Bella sleep over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're distracted. A spinoff I would rather have is Alice's whole deal. We talk about Alice's backstory, and it's that no one knows. No one knows. Which no is- one. She wakes up alone. No one knows who turned her, why they left her, how they had the control to leave her. And then she has a vision where she sees Jasper and sees the Collins and then just goes to find them. That's fun. That's cool. Why haven't we seen Twilight adapted as a TV show? I'm sure someone because has tried. Because it's bad? Uh, oh. Listen, this Alice show would be good. I have a theory. I think it's like, you know how like, um, it's like Sabrina on Netflix. You could be like, how is this going to be? It's because it has like a vision. And it makes it fun. Yeah. So I think could, that could happen here. I think the problem is that we already have so many movies. It's like, why don't we have a Hunger Games TV show or a Harry Potter TV show? Yeah. It's like who, someone at some point probably was paid money to think about. To develop this and it just never was made, right? Yeah. Because I feel like you could have an aesthetic and this would be fun, but why not do an original vampire story where you don't have to play with all the same rules? Why not do what we do in the shadows, which I guess was adapted from a movie, but it's an original thing. Yeah. And like, when Buffy exists, why not remake Buffy, which they're going to do, and instead do this? Because Buffy has a more current sensibility. Yeah, this- Even though it was feels, made long before this. <laughs> somehow feels more dated than Buffy, this book written in uh, 2005. Regardless. Yeah. Alice. Yes. So my theory with Alice, this is a true fan theory, um, is that the person, the vampire, sucking her blood to kill was going to kill her, and then- they had some sort of shared vision, and he saw something, and that's what made him walk away. Oh, I was thinking he, him was, or her. he was like murdered, mid him murdering. But then why wouldn't they murder her? He, she was saved, by, uh, Alice, by her girlfriend. Who then just left? Well, we, yeah, I mean, then they go, but then Alice is like, I have to go. And then they like break up, and then she has to murder her girlfriend. This is so good. that's a different fan theory this than mine, good. and I like mine, but I, I like yours too. Like, yours is like the start of a porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me, always looking for those adult opportunities. Speaking of which, do you want to pitch one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. a so porn I, or a spinoff? Um, mine. Okay, I'll 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 put mine. I'll spin mine as a porn. <laughs> Why not? Um, I of course love Carlisle, and finally Edward kind of gives the deets on his backstory, Carlisle's backstory. He's 360 years old, but he's still only 23, um, which is fun. But Carlisle used to live in England, and his dad was a pastor. As now not a teen, yeah. I can say that 23 is a really hot age. <laughs> you know, like when you're a teen, you're like 17 is the hottest age. It's a now as not a teen, I can say that really 27 is the hottest age. Sure. But 23 is pretty hot. 23 is a cursed age. How old are you now? Four, right? Oh, I guess it was a pretty good year. Never mind. Yeah. It was the best year of my life. Oh, no. Perfect. So Carlisle, um, his dad was a pastor. Carlisle was helping his dad do like full on witch vampire werewolf hunts. But I guess his dad was super like zealous and wanted to kill any everybody and Carlisle was like I think we should only actually kill the real monsters um which it does this thing that a lot of supernatural shows do where they incorporate real witch trials and but it's like but actually they could have been right which always seems really offensive to the lives of the girls and women who were murdered for no reason to be like actually some of them were witches <laughs> 
You know? Yes, I do know. Um, so in my adaptation, I don't. There's no way. To, there's, there's no, no way, way to get it, around it. Because there's still vampires, but also it's not the witch trials because they are Roman Catholics in the middle of like Europe. Yeah, there were you know people murdering people. Right, but it's not devils. the witch trial. It was a witch trial. How it was. That? How about that? Although I'd like to do research because I don't think this period of history happened. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but I like. I like that they I, incorporate the witch trials in Sabrina. I th- I'm imagining um, this Carlisle TV show spinoff being kind of like Peaky Blinders, but with vampires. Yeah, like dark and gritty. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. Because he turns into a vampire like after he's like bitten in an alley with people running around with pitchforks. And, and he has torches. to drag himself into the like rice den. Who's going to play Carlisle? Of course, Richard Madden. I was about to say it's- Richard Madden. <laughs> I think this is a great show. Or should Richard Madden play like his boyfriend, his human boyfriend? I really read his backstory as very gay. Vampires since kind of forever um, have always been just a cipher for uh, for gayness. There's a great um, early vampire novel about... Um, Camilla. 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 Camilla is a famous, like, maybe the first lesbian novel. Yeah, so it, this is like vampires. a... There's like a culty, weirdly produced, because it's like all takes place in the web, the webcam... You know, those Ew, YouTube yeah. series that I love all 2009. Place. Yeah, called Camilla that's about, I'm guessing, her. And yeah. it's like a lesbian it's a, thing. It's a great novel. And then they made, like, they, like, crowdfunded a movie. Wow. So, Canadians. Yeah, that's... Canadians. That's where, if you're looking for supernatural gay content, it's, it's Canadians. On, it's the Canadians. That's all they do. So, it, yeah, my Carlisle spinoff girls. is going to be um, Camilla. Okay, the other spinoff that I really want to see is that... Edward talks about is basically Emmett's backstory. Edward talks about how he was talking with his brothers about like what it's like to be so fucking horny for someone's <laughs> smell. <laughs> and Jasper was like, sucks, dude. And Emmett was like, that's happened to me before, man. Twice. Cue wavy lines, Vaseline lens. <laughs> it's implied, though, not explicitly said that Emmett then kills both of those girls. Both of his big crushes, which is... And not... Yeah. Which is why Edward's so scared about Bella, because he's like, my brother told me this time he fell in love with two different girls, and then he, like, ripped their heads off. And it, like, wrecked him. Um, And I think that those would be interesting stories to read. Is the time for those stories now? (laughs) Totally no. Should we now make stories about a man who murders the women he loves? You know, the longer I talk about it, the less I think it should be made. But what I'm saying is that it is more interesting than the story being told in this 500-page book. Because that has a clear, wild ending. Much like that, another story that should not be made is Jasper's backstory of him in the Civil war i don't think we need to make that do we know that he's explicitly in the confederates i don't think we in true blood we know that they are it's explicitly confederate vampires that is um an abraham lincoln vampire hunter i loved that movie oh my god in that movie the vampires worked for the confederates i think because they were keeping enslaved people as like blood slaves yeah so there's a chance that jasper also was that's like a famous i feel like trope that we don't see a well, lot. Well, I mean, but vampires are bad guys. Let's, I mean, they'll make be them on the, the bad wrong guys. Side of the yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so yeah, Jasper's backstory is there. We don't know a lot about it. So I'm going to put um, DB Weiss and Dan Benioff of Game of Thrones on the case. Let's reformat their Confederate he show would, to be. They Jasper would show. really be perfect for this project. They would, and it would. They be would love nasty. to do vampire battle, civil war battle scenes. They yeah, really would. They really would. Um, I forgot how much I liked Jasper. I was sort of always annoyed with him as a teen. But in this, the very little we've seen of him so far, he's a nice, soft he's boy. He's a polite boy who just shakes a hand and steps away. <laughs> he does. And he's, he's like, shy. And he has the... I totally forgot that he has the power to make people calm and happy. That's wow, me, baby. that is nah, well, you, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> You're a Confederate soldier. Oh. Um. We see two dogs sharing a strand of spaghetti. Slurp, slurp, slurp on either end until they kiss right in the middle. The one bears its teeth 
Fangs, red eyes. She's a vampire. This is my spinoff, Beauty and the Tramp. But Beauty, Beauty and the vamp- Tramp. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that's the end. <laughs> Chris, Maggie, it is time it's to time. tackle, I think, the trickiest thing to talk about when it comes to Twilight. It's also the thing that I think most people think about when they think about Twilight. I is, totally agree. Wasn't this a bad relationship? Yeah. The thing that persists in our like day-to-day lives is like, oh, Edward was creepy. But also, there, also there's a thing about how Bella is bad. And I think that's yes. so unfair to Bella because, like, don't forget how weird and like horrible Edward is at times. And Bella is like weird in different ways, but she's harmless. Yeah, she's like harmless. The worst thing I can say about Bella is that she's extremely boring. But I yeah. don't think she's as passive as the culture has decided she is. No, because she's like, she is. A she calls girl. Edward out on stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can fault her maybe for like thinking it's cute that Edward stalks her. But also, like, it's hard for me to fault a teenage girl for thinking those things. Because this is the first time. Also, she says this is the first time she's ever had a crush and felt like she's worth wanting. And. Which is sad. There's a way in which the the things that happen to her make it like an imperative for her to accept the things that happen. Does that make sense? Like, she moves to this new place. She doesn't connect with anyone. The only person she connects with saves her life oh, from yeah. being raped. I would be and now, so into Don't and like, me, He's I'd so strong and so hot he's and so charming. He's so strong. He's made of stone. And he thinks he's so smart. He like would get a perfect score on the ACT, you know? <laughs> so like, I Are you think describing your perfect high school boyfriend? <laughs> I think that it's hard to, for, to fault Bella for being like, this is, must be the way things are meant to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. The more and more I read, the more I like Bella, which is something I didn't think I would. I yeah. would like when I when you started this journey I together. Totally agree. I um. We've said before we are Team Edward. I'm now gonna. Well, so I from the beginning, have said I'm before saying, I'm Team Bella. <laughs> <laughs> you said that once. Okay. Well, I'm Team Bella. Okay. I'm still Team Charlotte because both of them are. Good. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But that's not the same no, as in no, no. the in the quote unquote love triangle. I love Bella the most. Um, there is an aggressive moment with Jacob that we'll we're yet to talk about because he hasn't become that person yet. I can't wait for book two. Um, but Edward is fully formed as someone who at least is problematic. Yeah. There's a tricky thing that happens when you talk about this because there are two sides. Not Edward and Bella's sides, but like there are two sides in popular discourse, which is that the Twilight books are bad and problematic, or the fact that we say the Twilight books are bad and problematic is bad and problematic. Oh, I can't wait for that. We're so so seriously discussing Twilight today, everybody. Well, we're discussing right now the culture around. Oh, Twilight. right. So we yeah. can be really serious. We can be so serious, guys. We have media degrees. We have PhDs in Twilight. Which stands for Paul Humphrey, Humphrey does. does. We have a Paul Humphrey does in Twilight. <laughs> and don't you dare ask us to say what that is. Don't you make me pull out my bona fides. Um, I think for the sake of the discussion, I think clearly as people who are having a Twilight podcast and having a lot of fun talking about it, we are not trashing teenage girls for liking this book. I sh- yeah, we should also... Let's take that as a baseline. We're going to say... This, we love we teen love girls. Teen- <laughs> I'm, You know, I'm not going to put that on the record. <laughs> okay. We're going to say we support teenage <laughs> yeah, girls. Yeah, there we go. Um, and boys who like Twilight. And anybody. I think there Twilight. are things to learn, including... Noticing red flags. Yeah, this, book. this is like a handbook. These chapter, these three chapters, give it to a teen to be like, "Welcome Whoosh. to our podcast." Edward <laughs> is, is a, a handbook. Hand- <laughs> <laughs> Twilight is a handbook on how to live life. Sometimes you need no. Sometimes you need you need negative uh, examples to show you um, the limits of of your behavior. Yes, and what's acceptable. I want to say one more thing. Yeah, as someone who has very much enjoyed other vampire fiction, I think there is always a degree of 
like age weirdness in vampire books and horniness in vampire books. But the degree to which these two are these so two are horny. so horny and there's such a focus on the age. They bring it comes up over and over again. So it's hard because you can't really separate the fact that Edward is 17 and a hundred and whatever. Well, I mean, this from them from each other. He's both seventeen and a hundred and. Yeah, it's like a weird thing that they're trying to balance. And this chapter um, reminded me of something that I forgot about, which I guess is Edward's like locked into sort of the mentality of a seventeen-year-old emotionally, mm-hmm. but he like has a bunch of like knowledge of because he just has lived a long time, mm-hmm. but he still like is stunted as a seventeen-year-old, which I think is supposed to be like make him. It's supposed to disarm him, but to me, that makes him even more scarier. Scary. Yeah, there's a thing, and I've been talking a lot about Buffy when we've been you talking have, about this I've, this week. I haven't. I've only seen a tiny bit of Buffy. Maybe we should watch Buffy along with this podcast. Important to research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in Buffy, there is also a hot vampire love interest, Angel. Mm-hmm. And he is not only explicitly not a teen. And she is a teen. But he's also um, really old. Way older than Edward. Like hundreds like of years. Like level old? He, like older. He's like oh. really, really old. Like Latin. Um, he speaks Latin? Not that old. Well, not then he's ancient. not old. You're, hey, hey, if you don't speak Latin, you're not old. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> um, so there's, but also he's like cursed. And the difference, the big difference, that is bad. Teen girls should never, ever, ever, sorry, let me rephrase. Adult men should never, ever, ever sleep with teenage girls. Adults should never sleep with teenagers. Thank you. That is, that is really, that's a much. Your honor, your honor, I submit. I think I should stop. <laughs> Podcast over. Podcast is done. Bye, Okay, buddy. but in Buffy, there's a way, and I'm not going to defend, adults shouldn't sleep with teenagers. Okay. The difference between Buffy and Bella is that Buffy is adultified in the in the media. She's made to be very confident and decisive and like superhuman powerful as right. well. She learns how to do like karate in one day. And no, she's like actually she has physically super strength. That's oh. explicit. Yeah. Oh, so she's like not a human. She's like the more, chosen she's, one. Yeah, no, she's like yeah, more yeah. than human. And also there's a way in which like like a vampire, de- like centuries of tradition have been put on her because she's like inherited the the gift and the curse of being. This is now a Buffy podcast. There's a lot called, to say about called Buffy. um buffed. <gasps> Buff, I, there's buffs. A, there's a there's a good Buffy podcast. If you're looking for a Buffy podcast, I hope that they are listening. Um, there's a podcast called Buffering. But I, no, I really do like Buffy and these chapters, Chris and I di- 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 differ in our opinions we, of some moments. It was moments. so funny because we were reading these chapters and um, I, the whole time was like, I felt like my skin was peeling off <laughs> because like we're reading these like two horny teenagers, which like. When you're a teen, you're like, finally. Yeah. An acknowledgement of my horniness. My experience is being re- representation matters. Is this the only book? Here's where it's good for teens. Is this the only book where someone is like, it's okay to be ridiculously horny all the time? And like not know where to put your energy in when someone kisses you, you want to rip their hair out? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, so, I thought it was funny. Um, but also I felt like the whole time I was like, I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not allowed to be. I shouldn't be here for these private moments, even though obviously it is like a book that Bella's narrating. I was like, you know what, Bella? You should have just said we had a couple good days. There's some voyeurism in the, yeah. in, the in the text. Somehow I was like, it feels like it's too much. I would like to play a sort of game. Okay. Where we try to one up each other with the terrible things Edward does. Perfect. I'm going to, uh, okay, I'll give you things that I think are both problem. Qu- <sighs> Do we say problematic in 2020? Harmful. Let's say harmful. Harmful in tw- uh, uh, that Edward does, but also things that I just think are like fine and normal. But like, if I saw someone doing this, I'd be like, "Oh, he's too horny." Yeah, let's do like boyfriend red flags. I'll do boyfriend red flags and turnoffs. I want to start. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, okay. Go. 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 Um, I'm gonna plant my flag as a starting point of boyfriend red flags at. Writing a very serious song for 
for someone that you have known for a short time and are obsessed with. That you play in front of your family. Yes. That makes her cry? Yes. So and, it works on her. Um, You heard us at the beginning of this podcast singing the melody of this song as it is written for the movie. Beautifully sung. It is plonking like that. Bonk, 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 bonk. Here, uh, I'll play a really quick little clip here. Oh, what a great clip. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, Obviously, that's like from the movie and not from the book. But in my mind, it, it, that's it. I have had songs written for me before by exes. Love that. Um, and who hasn't? Who hasn't? And I remember loving it. But they were not serious songs. Oh, so it's like a Weird Al no, no, they did weren't you, parodies. Wait, wait <laughs> did you just date Weird Al? Listen, it's okay for Weird Al to date teens. <laughs> oh, God. Ah! I want that sound bite on my grave. I want you to walk up to my grave. Um, and you, uh, uh, that, that I will point. say that if it comes out that Weird Al has dated teens, I would like that bit to be removed from the podcast. <laughs> okay, we'll go back and be like, we'll insert a segment that goes, uh, once we made a joke and come to light that. You know, uh, when BuzzFeed posts... 30 Rock predicted the future with this joke. They'll be doing that about us. About us. Oh, my God. Thank God. We're on BuzzFeed. Hi, all our new BuzzFeed listeners. (laughs) If we don't start an episode with hi, all our new BuzzFeed listeners, we have not become a podcast. (laughs) Um, No, they were like, like once I was written a song to ask me to the homecoming dance. We were like dating. Oh, that's fine. And it was like assumed that we would go. Did they play an instrument? Yes. I assume the a full a the, full the array. Maracas? It was fully recorded. No guitar, <laughs> bass. Uh-huh. It was very cute. Oh. Um, very nice. It was not a serious and bad song played on the piano. Written by a 107 year old piano player, so it should be prodigal piano. It should playing. be pretty good. And in, and that's sort of what's described in the book. But the movie song is bunk 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 well, bunk, bu- bunk bunk <laughs> bunk 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 bunk. The um book also describes Edward's piano playing as insanely fast. <laughs> that's how good he is. Yes, all things Edward are insanely fast. Um, my red flag isn't like a behavior red flag. It's more of like top a, me. What? Top me. Uh, right here in the podcast? <laughs> Zip. <laughs> that was a zipping up. That was me that zipping was my hoodie up. That was clearly zipping up. Sorry. Zip. Stop talking to me about hoodies and sex, Chris. <laughs> oh, no. Um, my red flag's more like, um, not like a, a, a bad thing, but more like a, Ugh, I shouldn't be watching this, is how much Edward like runs his nose along Bella's jawline in these I chapters. have one of those, too. He's constantly like, Running his cheek on her cheek and then like resting his head in her the crease of like her neck and her shoulder, which to me also feels so femme and so like mm. I'm a, I'm just a, I'm just a dainty little boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> which also made me feel like I, I don't know how I feel. I didn't like it in the last in last week's. I don't think we got to talk about it, but he kept running his hand. From her ear to her jaw he kept, at school. At school, they'd be leaving class, and he would seriously look at her and just like. Run his cold finger down her face. I would rather on the train see a stranger absolutely make out and straddle someone, their person next to them with consent, than someone do that to their person next imagine, to them with consent. Imagine you're in the subway and the doors, bing bong, they close, but then you see someone running their hand along someone's face. I think face. I would. That's a red flag. Please. I would just get chills. I would get chills. So yeah, Edward does that over and over again. Um, but I don't think really Bella does it to him, so it's kind of funny. She traces his hands she loves and his forearms, hands. his ripped forearms. That's marble. honestly, that's big femme uh, attraction, Hand, loving hands and forearms. Yeah, that's like. Of men, yeah. Hot. That's, you know. Arms is always arms. like, like at a bachelorette party, you're like, what's the sexiest part of a man? Oh and God, everyone says arms. arms. <laughs> that's so funny. There's a funny How I Met Your Mother bit where Lily thinks the hottest part of Marshall is um, 
his calves. Aww. And that's so funny. So he wears zip off. I mean, pants. why do you think politicians roll up their sleeves? It's to seem manly and hot. It's to seem manly because the the forearm is the hottest part of a man's body. That's why I'm proposing a change to our school dress code. No, no forearms for, for men. men. No leggings for girls. Only no no t-shirts for, for boys. I want to talk about when Edward says, silly Bella. He does this a couple times. Silly Bella. Silly stupid Bella. Silly Bella. It goes hand in hand with something we've already talked about this episode, which is him saying, you are an idiot. Which like, this I is think it red was supposed flag. to be funny. This is not, this is where we pass into full red flag. Full red flag. Is constantly calling someone silly. Stupid. I hate the word silly. Silly is so infantilizing and mean. In high school, I really uh, blacklisted it among Whoa. my friends. We weren't allowed to call things silly. <laughs> Anything silly. Mm-mm. So like um, not even a clown who's like. Oh, hey, oh, hey. Goofy. Call it goofy. Okay. I think silly is explicitly and always gendered. I think silly used to be a Middle English word meaning nice. This is true. It's gendered then. That confirms that we t- we <laughs> went from calling girls silly as in nice to calling them silly like, oh, Weak, you're so nice willed. and stupid. Yeah, possible. Into turning it into like a word synonymous with like ridiculousness. I think it's very possible. Um, he, silly. He does that later when... Um, she wants to drive home and he's like, you're an idiot if you think you can drive. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, um, I would say we're not fully to verbal abuse, but we're, we're inching towards if it I saw my, if I saw my friend's boyfriend or partner calling, calling them, them silly and stupid repeatedly. That's or bad. they were telling me like, oh, then he called me an idiot for this and this as ca- and casually. I would be like, you, we need to talk. Whoa. You need to. It's, I don't like the way that your person's talking to you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to one up with this has happened throughout the book so far is Edward doesn't say things to Bella. Sometimes he he demands things from Bella. Um, the big thing here is when um, his like way of ask, getting Bella to call him <laughs> his boyfriend is like he demanded that Bella calls him his boyfriend to Charlie. Which was, yikes. Yeah, there's a lot of really, um, there's like power dynamics in the words that Stephanie Meyer, a la Bella, um, used to describe what they're saying. My generous reading is it's supposed to make him like seem decisive and like he knows what he wants. It's odd because we're reading it from Bella's perspective and she never demands when she's saying her own things she's always like i suggest her biggest demands are usually her like giving a sarcastic joke yeah and he often demands or states or there's a gendering of of their like uh vocal verbiage yeah which made it hopefully gets better honestly the biggest breath of fresh air in these entire chapters was meeting alice just a nice person (laughs) um okay i want to top you okay um, there's a passage where Edward in Corinthians or yeah, yeah, Corinthians <laughs> five Edward, oh. um, where Edward says, as if I need to be hot when I can kill you by running fast oh, or forgot. kill you by throwing things. I forgot. Or how he's kill like, I could by... crush your skull. Yeah, he's he literally. She was saying something casually about how handsome and dazzling he is, and he. Flies off the handle. His mood swings are really wild. scary. In a way that's like, imagine a teenage boy with his weird hormone mood swings, but also <laughs> remember he threw a tree against another tree in a it's meadow. Like, here's where we get to the point where, like, I can see how Fifty Shades of Grey is so spun off of this, and I can see how Fifty Shades of Grey is so wrong about kings. All, all at the same all time. At the same time. Which is, she starts to be like, I have to be good. I say it softly so that he doesn't get mad. She like, he's like, no. she's adapting her behavior to like hope that he doesn't get crazy. Cause she like twists his weird controlling to be like, Oh, it does feel nice to know that someone cares about me and wants to protect me. Yeah. So, and this is, I, I've never read 50 shades of gray. No. Um, but the thing I've read things about 50 shades of gray. Cause I took a class where we were talking about kinks purity. It was a purity class. I loved it. Um, 
And Fifty Shades of Grey is like bad because he does these things that Edward is famous for doing, which is like she has to adapt her behavior whether she's consenting to it explicitly or not. We're getting dark on the pod today. We're getting dark. You know, actually, you know who really hasn't adapted his behavior is Edward to her because she stinks too good. Oh yeah, it's true. There's like a there's a back and forth there because yeah. the the idea I think the conceit of the book which we're supposed to buy into is while. He's a threat to her way of life by being able to physically kill her. She's a threat to his life as well because she came in with her smell and totally has a complete power. Yeah. She has complete power over him as well. Yeah. There's there's a balancing there, but. um, But I just don't think it works when one of them is straight up a vampire. Like it's straight up so powerful that. And regularly talks about how powerful he is. He's canonically 170 years old and um, can run at the speed of sound. I want to say one more thing. Yeah. Um, when Bella, I'm gonna. This is. I'm gonna go to the text because this was a really uh difficult moment to read. This is serious. Play a serious sound, future Chris. No. Um. Um. Uh, Bell. No. Um. Oh, toll. Toll. Bell tolling. Bella talking about oh, dying. How about no? I, um. A professor going. Do your homework. It's important for you to do. Um. So. Basically, they're talking about Emmett killing his crushes. We'll call he, them crushes. Well, well, we'll call them crushes because they were crushed. <laughs> um, and she, he lifts his eyes. I'll, I'll just read it. He lifted his eyes. His expression was willful, pleading. Even the strong of us, strongest of us fall off the wagon, don't we? Sorry, I just gave Chris meaningful eyes. I forgot we were in an audio medium. Uh. That line alone is so scary. Bella says, what are you asking? My permission? My voice was sharper than I'd intended. I tried to make my tone kinder. I could only guess what his honesty could cost him. I mean, is there no hope then? She said. How no calm- hope to not be murdered To not by be you. murdered by you. Um, and then she says, how calmly I could discuss my own death. And then Edward does his reassuring thing. But that's the problem with I'm going to go full full tilt here because oh. we're talking about it. Yeah, That's the problem with abusive relationships is that they do something really, really scary. It slowly turns scarier and scarier. One moment they're talking about how scary they are. The next moment they're throwing And Bella, even trees. in that chapter, is like, I have to be nice to him, even yeah. though he's threatening my life. You yeah. don't have to be nice to somebody. Yeah. And then when you're like stop they're like oh i'm sorry of course but the real thing is you have this thing over me you're really the one that has power right that is textbook abuse yeah to plan in your mind like if i do something wrong it's because it's your fault not because of me so um i guess that this is a tricky part of the pod we that we knew we were getting into we couldn't avoid it any longer and now that we've had multiple chapters of just them hanging out and talking yeah that's all they talked about is how he's gonna hurt her <laughs> it's very strange um we're gonna still read <laughs> yeah it's tricky because like we want to keep going because in its in the book world these things are posed as being like crazy and funny so to an extent they are because it's like insane that this book was written yeah there's <laughs> but also like uh y- we s- we see it for we see what it. it could be to people who are reading it Right. As well as what it is at face value. I think there's room to still have fun. No, for sure. We're having fun. We have fun in the last chapter. When we meet the Cullens, it's so it's very that fun. is it's a very much good. more fun. We see Edward much more like nervous. Like a cause because he's with his parents. He turns back into like a boy. Here's the thing that we disagreed about. So we should talk about it. Okay, great. Because this is a conflict between us. Oh, which yeah. is that I thought when they got back to her house, Edward was so funny and charming and like a perfect vampire boyfriend. And you still found him really creepy. I <laughs> so Edward does this thing where he they're like like kind of touching, like hugging and like playing with each other. And Charlie comes home and he's like, should he find me here? And she's like, uh, probably not. And she's and he is gone. And she's like, Edward, where are you? And he's like, chuckle, chuckle. But no, he's like, he's like somewhere gone. in the distance. Right. Um, and I think that that is so funny. That's like what I picture vampire boyfriend content to be. No, that is funny. I think I was just so caught swept up in the Edward, like tracing his hand along her collarbone sure. that I was like, I need to look away. Yeah. So I couldn't see how it is fun. 
It's what you want if you're a high school and you're like trying to hide your boyfriend in the bedroom. If it's you can for him to be able if to you can hear your dad his thoughts as he comes upstairs and then he runs outside. And it's the same thing when she's like, I need a human moment and then goes to like shower for 70 minutes. <laughs> the longest wrist that, style shower. The style shower of like, gotta take a shower just to unknot every muscle I've ever had. <laughs> and then he comes, she comes back and he's still there and he's like, What up? What's up I'm right here. I was behind you the whole Do time. Do you think Edward showers? Yes. He must, right? Yeah. Hmm. He smells he good. Might just Is it his get cologne? Muddy. I think running so fast, you're gonna kick up some dirt. Yeah. Sorry to take us off track. As I, I think he would look like if he never showered, he would look dirty. He would look like one. He looks like marble. Maybe he polishes himself, like marble. Um. So what I'm saying is, there's some fun. I think the trick is when you're reading a book about vampires, there's always going to be a, a power ba- imbalance. Oh, for sure. And there's always going to be some like nasty things to. Right. The problem is that this book doesn't discuss those things with nuance. Yeah. That is the real. The thing what, is, that's, that's what, what it gets what makes down vampires to. sexy. Is like they have a danger, but also like but they're tortured. They're tortured, or like the the thing that Bella has of like she's also a danger is more developed and real. Yeah. So like that in Buffy, she is literally bred to be a vampire to slayer. The vampire. So she has a power of her own. Right. And Bella has nothing. And Bella doesn't have that. Or we learn her power is uh, force fields. (laughs) So. um. Yeah, it's a trick. It's tricky. And I think when it comes down to it, um, the problem lies at the feet of the old SM. The old SM, which does not stand for (laughs) sadomasochist. (laughs) Not S and M. S M. Steph. Um, because she didn't do her duty as an author to describe these things with nuance. Sorry, Steph. Sorry, Steph. You wrote some fun bits. But this, the core here is not hot. No. Also, she's basing it off of Wuthering Heights. Well, we'll discuss that another time. It's it's tricky to base off Wuthering Heights because it's so well written. Because it's a it's a it's a it's a, can, a canonical novel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think there is room to have fun always. In anything, uh, I'd wish that the author of this book had trusted her readers and trusted herself to write these things with nuance. Can't wait for them to play baseball. That was baseball. my serious take. My serious take was I can't wait for them to play baseball. That's fun. I am pro-nuance. That's my um, big that's bold my stance. moderate, my um, political moderate stance <laughs> is nuance is really important. Hey guys, have you really thought about how... <laughs> no. All sides are bad. I'm voting for Tom Steyer, and I believe in nuance. (laughs) (laughs) You know, after my divorce, my friends just started sending me all these red flags that they'd been holding back from me the whole time I was with Eric. So now I've started this Etsy shop, Edna's Red Flags. I've got them. I'll, I'll let you have them. Just pay me the price of one good story. And if there's a red flag, I'll send it to you. My red flags come in all shapes and sizes, okay? There's triangle. There's rectangle. There's isosceles triangle. There's square. There's one of those sort of slightly square, but then the bottom is like a W. And they're all red. Dark red, bright red, sort of an orangey red, maroon, red. If your boyfriend turned off my commercial before we got to this point, tell me about it. Receive one red flag, Edna's red flags. Sorry. Chris. Me? Chris. Oh. How many times can we do this bit? Chris. Yeah, Maggie, what? Chris. Please. Chris, I cannot, Chris. Oh my God. Chris, I cannot, Chris. Stop it. Chris. What? I cannot stop thinking about the fact that Edward drives to the middle of Alaska so impossibly fast. I did not pick up on this when we were talking about it, and Maggie brought it up, and I said, we have to discuss this on the podcast. So this time, uh, welcome back to Edward is Math. Our podcast where we talk about math. Our sub-math podcast. Um, If you follow us on Instagram, our personal accounts, you know that we are obsessed with having a math podcast. And finally, we're bringing that to light. 
Um, so we did some math behind the scenes to come to you ready. Basically, the story background is that Edward says that after he met Bella that first day of school, he took his car and drove straight through the night all the way to Alaska and got there by morning. And I immediately said, that has to be impossible. It must be completely impossible to drive. Alaska's big and far Far. away. Canada is so big. Canada's huge. So we started doing the math. And the southernmost town in Alaska that isn't an island and you can get that like is um, nearest to Forks is 1,100 miles away. (laughs) So the math here is that he would, uh, we guessed, leave. um, Google Maps says that it'll take 21 hours to get there. We guessed he would. He left at about four thirty. Got there at about nine a.m. We did some research. Volvo sedans in two thousand five got twenty nine miles per gallon. <laughs> so he would and it have an eighteen gallon tank. So he, um, we're talking about three gas stops at least to get there. So we did the math, and that means he would only have had to drive sixty five miles an hour. That also remember is taking consideration if he was driving basically in a, a straight line. It, yeah. So, you know. It's still not impossible, but he could have done it. Maybe, yeah. Then I said, no. No, no, no. There is no way. I'm sure that this was not thought through. Right. So I Googled, where did the Alaska vampires live in Twilight? And the <laughs> Twilight wiki came through. Before we talked about how all Twilight lore only lived on MySpace and it's gone now. Turns out there's a Twilight there's a wiki. wiki. They mu- someone did the good work. And we know, based on, like, later, that these vampires live in Denali, Alaska. Denali Park in Alaska. So we did the math, and that is 2,400 miles away. More than twice the distance. Alaska's freaking huge. It's freaking huge. (laughs) There's another 1,000 miles of Alaska. We'll be posting on our Instagram one of those pictures where Alaska is superimposed over the continental United States. Perfect. So this is going to take 47 hours, according to Google Maps, and he would have to drive. We did all the same math. I won't explain it again. He would have to be driving about 178 miles per hour straight through the night to get there by 9 a.m. <laughs> it's impossible. Well, I don't think that that car can't go that fast. I want you to picture the fastest you've ever driven. Which, according to Maggie, is she's gone, you know, 130 miles an hour. Um, I ha- did not say that, Mom. <laughs> I think maybe the fastest I've gone is 90. Yeah. Passing somebody on a highway. Let's think about 90 miles an hour. It feels fast. It's insane. You're a superhuman vampire. He was casually, yeah, he was casually driving about 100. Bella said that. Right. Yeah. But this is almost twice doubling that speed and going through customs, rural Canada, mountains, mountains, ice, in a Volvo. In a Volvo. In a 2005 Volvo. It's impossible. Not going to happen. So anyway, I cannot stop thinking about that. But also, what beautiful views. Amazing drive. I mean. You don't get to enjoy it if you're driving 170 miles an gorgeous. hour. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. What? Where's this lust for life? I don't think. He was trying to dead, put all so that distance. He, was, he thought that to not kill Bella, hey, he hey, needed oh, to put. You hear me? No. I said he has none. Lust for, he has no lust for life because he's dead. Undead. Although Stephanie Meyer claims to think that vampires can breathe, do need to breathe. That's a separate kind of something. Okay, next week. Oh, next week. <laughs> next week, spoiler, we're going to talk about how I think it's impossible for vampires to breathe. And we're going to get some biologists in here. Regardless, he put um 24,000, uh, sorry, 2,400 miles between himself and Bella so as not to kill her. And then he thought after a couple days, I miss my mom. I want to go home. <laughs> Haven't we all done that? Yes. Um, Maggie's math inspired me to do my math because I think it's crazy how Bella... Chris, can you stop thinking about it? No, I can't. I cannot stop thinking about how Bella goes on Edward's back and Edward carries her to the car at vampire speed. Um, Throughout the book, we see that the vampires move so quickly, Bella can't tell. Um, They go home... So fast that you were going to tell us. Yeah. (laughs) They're going home and Bella smoothly walks from like the driveway into the house and she's like, wait a minute, the door was locked. Was it unlocked? And Edward's like, no, I unlocked it. I got the key from above the door, <laughs> unlocked it, and opened it for you. And she didn't see it. He moves so fast, she did not see it. We're talking about speed of light fast. She, apparently, he moves at the speed of light. But Maggie brought up the good point that there's no sonic boom when they move. 
because going from zero to the speed of light surely has some repercussions. So I was saying it's crazy. I love that we're reading a Flash spinoff. <laughs> um, so Bella goes on Edward's back and they run to the car. And Bella's like, oh, I feel queasy. I feel motion sick. And I was like, I think you'd feel more. Um, so I was thinking, what's the G-force being applied to Bella <laughs> <laughs> going vampire speed? So if she's going just below the speed of sound. Chris, what's the word for um, when you swing a bottle of water and the water doesn't come out? Um, the centrifugal force? Centrifugal force. Yeah, I remember learning about that from a robot on Disney Channel. I never took um, any physics class. So. Yeah, but did you watch Disney Channel when it was still robots? Um, I watched them. Oh, when you said spinning around. So like when they're drawing the Disney logo on the corner? No, no, no. That force? This is like way before that rebranding oh, no, of Disney no, Channel. Thinking, I'm talking about when it was robots. I don't remember. I'm, I think you're thinking of Roly Polioli. No, no, no. There was a time when, DM us if you remember, there was a time when Disney Channel was run by robots. All the branding oh, was done days, by robots. Robots would tell you what's next, what's coming up after that. I remember when Wando and Cosmo. <laughs> that is Nickelodeon. We are talking about Disney Channel's but robots. Remember, remember they used to host? Disney Channel has an army of robots that they're hiding somewhere. Don't forget. Anyway, he taught me about centrifugal force. Um, so he was helpful. So yeah, so Bella goes from zero to like mid 300s miles an hour, or like low, to go below the speed of sound at least. Um, instantly, they're running. And if that happened, uh, remember 1G is just normal Earth gravity. She's having 115 Gs applied to her body. She would be dead. She would be dead. The most recorded in a person that survived is like, I think, in the 70s. Um, so, no, sorry, 46.2. For how long, though? Um, for very briefly. And this um, was like 10 minutes. Lethal above. is probably one minute of 10 Gs. And we're talking about 115 for at least 10 minutes. For an amount of time. For an yeah. entire hike. So may, at least, I don't know. Um, five minutes. Yeah, it was fast, but they talked. They had a little. Oh yeah, I forgot she talked. But remember, she's and to her, her normal body is tens of thousands of pounds because of the the forces being applied to her. So I think it's very funny. So Bella would not be sick; she would be mush. Yeah, her it's like imagine scrambled. going on one of those uh, rides Carnival where rides. they drop off the drop the floor out from under you, but like a million times. But imagine that, but uh, horrible. I thought it was so funny, and I can't stop thinking about it. Chris? Yep. I can, Chris. Yep. Chris, I cannot stop thinking about the outfit that Bella wears to meet the cult. It inspired me. Um, last week, we talked about how they accidentally matched on their date. Uh, the next day, Bella thought, I'm going to meet my boyfriend's parents. They're ageless vampires who probably want to eat me, or at the very least, don't like me. What should I do? I know. I'll put on my only skirt, a long brown skirt. <laughs> and then when she walks downstairs, she says, do I look decent? Oh, and a plain blue blouse. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, sub can't stop thinking about. Bella has waist length hair. Oh, yeah. her She has her long waist length hair, her blue blouse, and her long brown skirt. She looks like Kim... What's her name? The oh, woman, Kim the, Davis. Kim she does. Imagine Kim Davis as a teen waiting for the most, walking down the stairs to the most handsome man you can ever imagine and saying, do I look decent? And he says, you look utterly indecent. And he like traces her spine. Her, he thinks weird. she's so hot that he can't help himself. It's like cult leader. He's like, you look so good in here coveralls yeah he's full like let me put a million babies in you and then marry those babies oh god uh, uh what the last thing that's that, insane that's i'm in, sorry it's cuckoo bananas and imagine her in this outfit when Be edward does the following he plays that beautiful song to bella and then she cries she's like this is so pretty let's do a reenactment future chris play the song yeah over, okay. under this yeah <laughs> Bella sobbing and Edward reaches out He's so beautiful Takes his finger and gets one of her tears And brings it to his lips Record scratch And he eats her tear And they don't talk about it he makes no comment. She's like, I shouldn't talk about it because I'm trying to behave. Yeah. She but was she's like, like I, I also am not sure that it happened, but it looked like really fast. He ate my tear. He ate my tear. Like, 
Ew. Is that the closest he's going to get to her blood? I'm just going to say he refuses to eat period blood, but he will eat tears. That is Tears aren't even blood. That is so true. Is it dirt? He doesn't need to drink water. Does it taste like dirt like food does? Like pizza? Oh, imagine if pizza tastes like dirt. That's why vampirism is a curse. You know what else is a curse? That this podcast has to end. That this podcast has to end. Oh, yeah. So long. Farewell. Farewell There's been a lot of singing this episode. Say farewell. So long. Until we meet again. again. That was my favorite show. Out of the box. Out of the box, baby. I'm going to do some research before next week and find some photos of... um, the robots to post on our Instagram. We're promising a lot of content that you can find on our Instagram, which is at Edward is a vampire pod. And if you want, you can always email us at Edward is a vampire pod at gmail.com. Um, send us some memos, some whatever, and we'll um, plug them in right here. Wow, wasn't that fun? That's cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I hope that it's Blank because I hope we keep it. That was Five blank. episodes in and no one's even sent us an email. Please do send us Please. an email. Please. Uh, will this be sad? We'll be like Bella listening to the song that was written about And you her. won't even get a taste of our tears. No, you will not. Please, please, please leave us an iTunes review. If you want us to send you a bottle of our tears. Send it. Leave us only a five star. If, only, only if you send us back a video of you drinking them. Oh, yeah. So leave us that five-star review. We'll send you our tears. Uh-huh. Say, we l- made you laugh to tears. Yeah. Um, you can always also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get them. Yeah. Let us know what you think about how abusive boyfriends can get control of teenage girls. <laughs> well, I'm going to say uh, I don't want that content in my inbox. Um, hope you liked this serious look at This was Twilight. a very serious podcast. Now you know what it was like to have class with me and Chris, which is that Chris said really good things every once in a while, and I talked too much about nothing. Oh, don't put yourself down. We're going to have a lot of fun in future apps, but just... Um, it was starting to feel like the elephant in the room. We had to talk about it. But we had a lot of fun. We can't wait. We're going to see you soon. We are going to see you soon. Okay, see you next week with more Twilight. Oh, you taste the tears. Oh. oh, yeah, let me drink them. Let me drink them. Oh, keep crying. Keep crying. Keep crying. I'm, like, attracted to you right now. For the, first time, the first time ever, I'm, like, horny for you. 